this week on Out of Formation. Senators versus Statistics. Fight. Hi, you're out of formation. And I'm your host, Mudden. With me today are... Last Spartacus. This is Steven. And this is what's... And negative nine. And now, for the first of many completely new segments, we're calling The Rebuke. The basic idea behind this part is a targeted discussion about game design, coupled with our own opinions and beliefs about it. It's probably going to come off as extremely pretentious if you disagree with what we're talking about, so feel free to skip ahead if you want. Only dialers any feelings, and we make a game out of hurting them. <laughs> Today's topic is going to be a general overview of power levels, tiers, and what I refer to as balancing for the top. First, let's set down the definition of tiers, matchups, and competitiveness. A matchup is how well one character does against another, assuming equal skill and average dice. Tiers are generally a ranking of said characters based on their matchups. Due to War Machine's system being so complex, including list building, we're generally not going to be using a straight-up matchup discussion, instead looking at general power levels and synergies within a faction. Thus, you're not going to see a general tiering structure anytime soon of cross-factional comparisons. Instead, you'll generally see characters and their casters compared within their own faction to say who's good and tournament-ready and who's not. The last definition we have is competitive. A competitive list has but a single goal in mind, win at all costs. These are the lists that win the big tournaments. A competitive model will have a place in these lists because it does an important job best for its cost, be it tar-pitting, shooting, or perhaps being half tar pit, half melee monstrosity. Now, let's look at the tiering in general. I separate these into four tiers based on how effective these casters are in a competitive environment. The big thing to remember about tiers is that your personal play style does not matter. I do not care if you're really good with your Darius as compared to your epic Haley. Darius is still a far weaker warcaster, assuming perfect play and average dice. You can maybe pull out a win on a bad side of a matchup or from the tiers, but that's going to require you to either have far better dice than them or simply outplay them, something that's not often going to happen in top-tier environments. So let's look at the first tier, or top tier as it's often called. These are the most competitive warcasters. People such as Epic Haley or Harpy. They're really, really good, have few weaknesses, and generally dominate the tournament scene. They simply have few bad matchups and are generally good all around, and any bad matchups they have can be altered to fit with your list at minimal amount of effort. Second tier is still competitive, but lack the overall power or have enough bad matchups to keep them at the second list in tournament. An example I like to bring up is Epic Nemo. He's an extremely powerful warcaster with plenty of strong abilities. The issue is that four out of six of his spells are upkeeps, and they provide him with the majority of his power. Against casters with upkeep hate, such as Purification or Lamentation, 
it's extremely easy to disrupt his game and simply make it so he cannot come back. These are fairly normal spells or abilities people to have. Epic Eris, Hex Blast, Purification, as I said. They shut him down fairly well. And he just can't come back from them. Because they're so wide varied throughout the factions, and a lot of the top tier casters have them, he simply relegated a second tier status. Third tier casters you're not going to see in a single caster competitive list generally. They simply don't bring much to the table and have large obvious weaknesses. Prime Striker is both the poster boy of Privateer Press and of this tier, as he's a pure buff bot who's close to worthless against anyone with upkeep or knockdown hate. To simply put, his upkeeps, two out of three of them are defensive in nature, and then his main attacking spell, Earthquake, is completely ruined by pieces that are going to be a lot of lists, such as the Covenant of Menoth. Anyone with Purification, Epic Eris, Hexblast, are going to make a mockery of his lists. Now, even if you don't face someone with these specific counters, he's still often pretty weak because he doesn't bring that much to the table. Snipe is nice, Blur is nice, Arcane Shield is nice, Earthquake is nice, his feet is decent, but together it simply doesn't stack up. Now, the fourth and final tier is to the third tier, or the second is to the first. Basically, these are casters which aren't found in every faction, but they're incredibly weak and are very much a, what were the playtesters thinking? I half think that a girl named Zarkova used to beat up souls in the playground and take his lunch money just by looking at her stats in both Mark 1 and Mark 2. The other caster I like to bring up for this is Darius. They're simply exceedingly weak, have large, obvious counters, and don't bring much to the table. Some factions, such as Menoth, tend to have strong enough casters that they tend to stay away, only hitting third tier at worst. But others simply, like Epic Goreshade, are stuck down there and for the foreseeable future. Now, the final topic I wanted to talk about is balancing for the top. Now, I'm a competitive player. I enjoy War Machine as a battle of wits with an opponent who's at least as skilled as me, oftentimes using these top-tier lists like you'd use at a tournament. The problem with a lot of people looking at how you balance a model, such as the Senators that recently came out, is that there's better choices out there. Sure, you can take a model, and you can have it be fun, but you can also have it be competitive. I like to use Epic Butcher here. He is a second-tier caster, simply due to the unpredictability of his focus, but he's also a blast to play. I'll take him to a tournament, I'll do well, because I'll have a second list to shore up against any of his obvious counters or when I just don't feel lucky with the dice. He's fun to play, he's balanced from the top down. Throwing in models that are unbalanced at the top level of play, but are just good and balanced when the players aren't that good, is not the best way to balance the game. Likewise, you can't put in models that aren't very good at the top level of play, but at the lower levels, it's not very evident, simply because they won't be used in a real competitive scene. Fun models, yes, they're fun, but they can still be competitive. This is probably one of the hardest part of balancing a game, keeping them both fun and competitive, but it can be done. The trick is to stay away from the models that are obviously uncompetitive, such as the recently released Senators, and that they simply don't do anything as well as a Bastion. Senators. 
Incinerators. Thank <laughs> you, Peanut Gallery. Oh, excuse me, but mine like to have a vote in Congress. <laughs> Continue. But really, overall, they just don't bring much to a competitive table. And at the base, if you want to have the game balanced for all levels of play, you have to balance it for the highest level. Or else you start having guys such as Epic Vlad come out in Mark 1, who, sure, at beginner level play, he doesn't seem that overpowering, but once people learn how to use him, he simply dominates the table. And that simply breaks the fun for everyone, because you can't play the game unless people agree not to take certain cheesy models. And that's what I mean by balancing for the top. If you make sure that everything is balanced at the highest level of play, you're not going to have to worry about any balances lower down. The moment you just start thinking that your opponents are going to have to rely on your opponent to make dumb mistakes for a model to make its points cost, that's when the entire system breaks down. You end up with worthless models like the Trencher Cannon Crew. And that's basically the rebuke for today. The general outlook of tiers and competitiveness that I'm setting down, how I generally talk about here on the podcast and on the forums, and what I mean by balancing for the top, which is how I think you should balance and how I think Privity of Press generally tries to. Your thoughts, guys? No one wants to play with models that they can, that are considered junk and not competitive at every level of competition. I like the way the trencher, cha- uh, trencher cannon looks, but I know I'm not going to bring it in tournament because it's slow. You had to bring up the T word. It's slow. It doesn't have the range to really do that, and it can't hold a scenario very well. But I like it. I get two, I get three shots, two guys that rattle and with pile eleven guns, and you know it's all good. But I know okay. it's not going to win. I know it's not going to win me any tournaments though. When I'm playing just for fun, yeah, I'll, I'll toss it in there. I'll even, I'll even toss spin in there, make them shoot a little better. <laughs> but other than that, when I when I need top tier pieces, I'm going to go with what works. I'm going to it's E Haley, it's Storm now, it's some long guns. And if Privateer wants to make solid sales, it's got to make every model good and competitive, and it's not that hard. I know I, I'm speaking from a completely ignorant perspective, but it just seems like it's not that hard. I, I think it's hard to make them both fun and competitive often. That's why one of the things I don't want to touch is Amon, because I think he, he's yeah, kind like of... Yeah, like you don't want to piss tier. off your opponent. Amon is third tier, but he's so much fun to play, I, I don't want to risk losing any of it. But really, him and Epic Butcher are really the only two models that I can say they're so much fun I don't want you to mess well, with. Amon's th- maybe third tier, but he get, he goes up to being second because he plays in a tier one faction. Yeah, well, I, I just within the fact he's like he's like the little he's like the little like five foot tall uh, like ninety pound guy on the like professional basketball team. He's going to get his medal for winning the championship. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the majority of the game is about. It's about having fun. Unfortunately, a lot of times people you know, quit for a lot of people it's not like that. Amazingly, like we've had. Anyway. Like I mean, I admit I have fun if both players have fun. And I often win. I like winning, especially in a, this kind of game. You have, if you balance it for the tournaments, you can still keep it fun for the everyday man. I mean, I find Epic Kane to be a lot of fun to play. My opponents may not enjoy being on the end of an Epic Kane beatdown a lot of the times, though. Kane, the layman's warcaster. I'll show you who's a lame man. Like, like I, I like strike. I like Peace Striker. Mutton can't stand him because it's not a fun play style for him. He doesn't like what Peace Striker does. 
You know, a lot of people aren't in this game to have fun. I know y'all have played against them. They're in it to win. They've they just instead of they've just picked their sport. It happens to be War Machine, and they want they will have they'll completely enjoy themselves if you play 50 games against them and every game they grind you into the dirt with overpowered models and power gaming. And that's yeah, I just hate that. That's I just the way it is. You're going to come across that. A balanced game though. It can both be fun and be balanced. The perfect game is a game where you can't do that. Like no matter what list you take, the other list is going to have a chance. Skill matters. I mean, part of it comes yeah. Two well well designed lists. I mean, list building is part of the game. But uh, I feel like if I could choose, just roll a die, and the die corresponds to a caster, and just pick them. I can build a very strong competitive list around them. Like if I wanted to, I could take Zerkova and I could build a list around her, and I could win nationals with it. But what, what are you smoking? Okay, I'm saying this is a dream world. Oh, a dream world. Okay, let me get my peace pipe so I can agree with you that Zerkova's winning nationals. Okay, we're, we're assuming Zerkova gets 100 focus here. You're, okay, you, think so she's got, you really think you can win with 100 focus? You're, you're, you're yeah. aiming too low. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm just saying the perfect world would be. But, I mean, those are just... Have any of you guys played a Games Workshop game? Yes, I have about fifteen thousand points. Oh God! I, I, let me just say that if and I'm trying to sell playing, them. If I hadn't stopped playing my Tyranids years ago, I would have just stopped with the new Codex. That is how not to balance the game, folks. Well, exactly. I stopped playing the game when one of the the producers basically said, "We're not in. We don't make this game to balance, so we just you know make kind of make up rules." It's a miniatures line that happens to have a game tacked on to it. To be fair, there's oftentimes I feel like the playtesters of Privateer are balancing men off by using Battle Choir strategy. <laughs> they, they brought in Games Workshop uh, playtesters just for men off. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> you know what though? I can't like out, out, besides like the specialist games. I'm a huge Battlefleet Gothic fan. I used to be a fantasy fan, but it, it's real. The, the whole company has turned me off. Privateer. Well, well, the whole reason thing I have to say about Games Workshop is that say all you will about the balance of their game, outside of the random ending for their scenarios, they make a whole lot of fun scenarios. That they do. Far better than the here's mosh pit. Here's a slightly differently shaped mosh pit. Here is a octagonal pit. Pit. This one's a triangle. <gasps> oh my god, I gotta this switch casters. Two triangles. I brought the wrong caster for the two triangle format. Damn okay, it. Okay, so then. Final thoughts on the rebuke. I put forward my ideas. <laughs> my final thoughts on the rebuke is I like Fear of God better. <laughs> <laughs> no. And now to break up the serious discussion, we have Tales from the Front, in which one of the cast members is gonna share a story about a Fairly odd fight he had recently. Sparty's got this week's discussion. Go for it. Yeah, so I'm sitting down for a nice leisurely vassal game, and I, it's 50 points. I find an opponent, and this certain opponent, he feels Kardshev, and I think I'm in trouble because I'm taking Dollar's advice. I'm trying out playing uh, Prime Gatsby because I haven't really played him much, and he seems to think that Gatsby just out hits the butcher in me- melee, and I, I'm not convinced, so I, I, I decided to try him. 
Uh, I'm kind of bummed. It's a jack-heavy list, and I am not prepared for it at all. I have Blood Gorgers and, like, Black Banes, nothing too terribly hard-hitting. And so I ask him if he's deployed, and he says, yeah. And so I start my first turn, and I notice he's got Karchev behind his jack wall, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he says... Uh, I'm experimenting with this. Uh, I'm, I'm experimenting with the, with this alternate, I think, uh, undiscovered Karchev tactic. It's the uh, I'm upkeeping the uh, the sidearms brick. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, I'm upkeeping sidearms on my jack. This will this will really work. And so you know his jacks move up like a few inches a turn. And I asked him. I said, are, you know, you, you're not in a good position to use toe. And he's like, I don't use toe. I. Uh, and he he does things like uh like move his devastator out of uh you know out of the brick the amazing sidearms brick to like kill a blood gorger he opens it up to kill a blood gorger he says he needs to do it because oh, I got to clear these things out uh you know it's or I'm going to get swarmed and so he uh he kills a blood gorger opening up his devastator and uh like he moves Yuri to like his his one shining moment in the game was moving Yuri into charge range of the uh, of a Tartarus uh, for no apparent reason since Yuri I think can Yuri just wanted to you know join the winning side yeah so he did he became a, a Bane thrall he was very a Bane knight <clears throat> he became a Bane knight and it, it was it was a great time for him and uh, then he uh, he chose to cast eruption to kill like one uh, machine wraith. Which uh, blocked his line of sight for charges and uh, the spray that he wanted to get off. I let him rewind because you know it was a friendly game, and uh, so he moved. He instead casts uh, uh, ground zero and moves everyone out of the way, all of his jacks out of the amazing sidearms brick. And uh, next turn, I it, it was like I passed a command check at the beginning of the game for the old, like, Crixian, like, mind control list. I got to have him put his guys wherever I wanted them. And it was just the easiest game I've ever played in my life. I was able to run Gaspian and wreck Karchev, uh, a Devastator, and half of Beast 09 in one turn. And, and, the, and he's like, man, yeah, I, I really got to test this. I'm like, yeah, dude, uh, it didn't work out too well. And he's like, I don't know what I, I said, I don't know, I said, he's like, I don't know what I did wrong. I, he's like, I don't know why it's not working. I said, it's cause you're doing it wrong. You know, I, I'd say the problem is you're not using toe or moving uh, with Karchev first up the board. He's like, nah, I just, I gotta do some more experimenting. I gotta keep testing this list. It's gonna work for me. And he said the reason that he lost was that he broke up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I got a little too over anxious and I, I left my brick. You know, I, I got, I broke up my brick, my sidearms brick and, uh, ended up killing me, costing me the game. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't just you know a new player that you were beating up on because you're a bad person? Well, I asked him, but I, I I don't think this is asshole behavior. You know, I don't want to beat up on noobs, and I want to play someone competitive. I usually ask him. There's a lot of you know Mark II noobs, and that's fine. But I'm usually like, "Are you new?" And okay, well, this there's this other guy. He's new. He wants to play, but uh, he said he's won like multiple. He, he's won a couple tournaments and came in second a bunch of times where he's at. And and I can only speculate at at what kind of tournaments he's going to, but he said he's like a multiple tournament winner. So I think we can uh, put the Karchev melee brick kind of far down on our 
winning tactics section. Yeah, I was I was just about to write up a, a you know a tactica, but I think I'm gonna refrain from the tactica Karchev uh, sidearms brick. And uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun. Yeah, I, I, I decided. Not- how could you make? How can you make the Karchev sidearms brick actually work? You like, can't. You <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Why would you ever want to? Oh God, it's just so bad. I guess like the turn after you've done a, a power slide, you could you go put up sidearms. Yeah, well that's the only time you're going to use it. But uh, outside but, of that, I guess if you're facing an army that really wants to come at you and you, you're kind of gunboating, but not really. I was like, you know, you can't use toe like that. He's like, I don't use toe. Like you know, just matter of fact, like, <laughs> I don't use toe. How how the fuck did you not say that in it? Like he of course replied at the end. I don't use toe. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's good. <laughs> like you know, like like I, man, I don't use toe. That's that's ridiculous. It's a it's a weakness. It's a it's a cop out. Toe is weakness leaving the body. Toe is weakness leaving the body. I was gonna yeah. I decided not to say like I think his tournaments were the Special Olympics War Machine tournaments, but <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> okay, and now onto the meat of today's discussion. The Horde's field test. We warned that a lot of this may seem a little knee-jerky, since it only came out on Friday, but we still wanted to talk about it. We're going to start off with Trolls, and what I think is the biggest change in the faction, Mulg and Borka. First, Mulg. Speed 4, 12 points. What the <laughs> fuck? Man, that's funny. <laughs> uh, as I uh, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I, why why Mutton do I always end up feeling bad? I know it's the same way with you. Why do we always end up feeling bad about the models we campaign to get nerfed? And then, you know, they, they it's like, you know, they take Mulg. All he needed was to go to speed four. But then they make him an extra point. They just gut him entirely. It's like, you know, you have a splinter in the toe of this model. And Privateer's like, we need to get this splinter out. And it's like, oh, what do we, what do we have here? Yeah, here's the chainsaw. <laughs> I don't even think he needed speed four. I think he just needed to lose overtake or speed four or go to 12 points. So instead, they decided to take the worst two options out of those, 12 points and speed four, and throw them together. I, I just don't get the thought process. If, and if you notice, this is a trend that's been going on since the War Machine field test. Yeah. Like like Epic Vlad or some, you know, the and, and the double nerf against, like, the units and the, the caster, it just doesn't make much sense. It's, it's like, like what they did to uh, Epic Severius. Yeah, it, that that's that was yeah like when we wanted uh, rebuke to be made an upkeep. Okay, we'll make it an upkeep, and he has no good offensive spells, and his feet gets nerfed. I mean, I, I think with like E Sevy, all you had to do is give him something decent in addition to making rebuke an upkeep. Since rebuke as itself was too good, but making just an upkeep on him made him not quite good enough. But it's the same thing here with Mulg. You just took him and you over nerfed it. It's like when you listen to the player's cries, you don't actually take to see like what they're crying as like a final stage. You just say, hey, it's too good. Let's knock it all the way down to crappy. I don't know. Well, at least on Borka, they made him what looks to be quite good, and not, but not overpowered. I mean, Iron Flesh and Windwall and Party Foul. Oh, yes. That man, Borka is my favorite troll caster. He has a lot of class, and I'm glad they at least... Uh, it is, you know, they always give us this mixed bag in the field test. They they sugarcoat it with these awesome changes like Taborka, and they're like, well, if you complain, we're taking that away too. 
you know, it's it's you know, you they they got to give you this awesome stuff to make you just a little less bitter. But I'm really happy with the little mini Kadora known as Borka. Yeah, I like him, especially because now you slap it on a unit of Creole Warriors defend blades. That's defense 15. You put Tail of Mists on them. Defense 17 against ranged. Yeah, and it's trolls. Yeah, hell, you can get your champions to crazy amounts of defense and yeah. trolls. Champions. Oh man, I'm worried about. What's the, what's what's champions base defense? Is it 12? So yeah, you can have that <laughs> same 17. Oh my. God, you know what? I now feel liberated. And remember, we we said the only problem with uh, set defense going on the uh, tyrant commander was it would just make centri- uh, centurion uh, centrati. No, centrati. Yeah, it would make them too overpowered with defenders ward. Well, not you know if if, if they, we can have defense seventeen champions, go go tyrant commander. Yeah, I still find the funniest thing is the first thing you did when you had iron flush was hey, let's see, I have these champions, I have these friend blades, let's put it on the totem hunter. That's a good idea. <laughs> hey, it worked. That, that all was right, funny. that was funny. Hey, I I should have. It worked. They didn't. The totem hunter didn't die, and I was able to <laughs> he didn't kill do much of anything. Anyways, hey, yeah, he did. You didn't stick around for that game. <laughs> he can't leave. He can't just start. the fact that I was unable to kill Xerxes with a seven focus uh, Fury Borka is just because I have cursed dice. Oh. That had nothing to do with strategy. <laughs> Whatever you say. Uh, Overall, I, I think Trolls came out quite well from this. Pretty much just Molg is taking a seat in the back burner. The Thumper might have gotten slightly over nerfed, but you know what? It, it was just. I, I think we'll have to play with it some more since you can still slam your own Creole Warriors over stuff. Can you still mm. knock down large models, or does it oh, do nothing? doesn't do nope. jack other than a power 14. It really should knock them down. It's it, it just a, a power 14. A slam from a medium-based model, or a throw, as we said before. Right now, it's just... Eh, they put it down to field gun status, almost. Uh, right now, they've, they've done so many good things to trolls. It's such an amazingly balanced faction. It just keeps yeah. it more balanced. It's almost... Uh, dare I say it? It's... As awesome as I love Scorn is, as much as I love them, I'm really getting tempted by Trolls just because they're such a solid and just well-balanced, good faction. I, I'm willing to accept Thumper going back to mediocre if it means that the overall faction is going to be good, pretty good, since that's just like one small model. And the rest, you, it seems like all the casters are pretty good. The majority yeah, of, of them the, are solid. Like, the Fen Blades are pretty damn good. They're speed 6, 5'8", have Vengeance, which, I mean, it might be passed around more than Drunk Sorority Girl, but <laughs> still a good ability to have. It's true. Beatback and Vengeance are just... It's like... It's as lazy as giving CRA to the high shields. It's like... It, it's, it's a fill-in ability. If they're a single model, Beatback. If they're a unit, Vengeance. Have it's, you uh, have you noticed that uh, Madrick has uh, like the double like what, what's up with that double fire. shot he has? I like I it. it. He's just that good. He uses his axe like a boomerang. I think assault would be way more characterful. I think assault, well, characterful is kind of useless because let's face it, you don't really want Madrick in melee, especially with a rush change to a war beast only. He's not going to be there because he's got low threat. Sure, he's powerful. But I'd rather have him back off keeping spells and throwing... Oh, them that is going to hurt a lot, too. The loss of Rush on Warcat Warlocks. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Emorgul is pissed about that, let me tell you. We'll, we'll get to Emorgul. Ah, fuck yeah. you, Emorgul. I'm, I'm just man. saying. I was, I was so glad saying. to be going from 5 to 7. 5 to 7 is a huge jump. 
Let's jump over to scoring right now and talk about Immortal. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done yet. Fine, fine. One more fine. thing. I got I got a question. Right now, with the nerf to the uh, the UA for the uh, Krill Warriors, you know, it used to be Krill Warriors, Warriors were the infantry of choice. Now, would anyone take Krill Warriors yes, over Fellblades? There, there are two points. Both things have, have take up. And it's basically a five up and vulnerable stage to steal from Games Workshop. That's still damn. No, cool. no, no, not the, uh, not the, uh, not the throwers. I'm talking about the. That's uh, what I'm talking about. The yeah, they did the If they basically no knock down with. No, no, that's the pump. That's damn good. Are you talking about the UA? Yes. Not the WA. Right. Oh, are you talking about the Cabers? <laughs> Cabers fucking suck now. No, I'm not talking. No, that uh, well, that could be better, but okay, okay. Um, more than one caber is kind of silly because the entire objective of a tar pit is to stick your opponent, you know, into melee, and you take a caber thrower because they've got a higher power weapon. But now the caber's like, hey, let's knock you out of melee. It's yeah, that's true. But why? Why would you take uh, creels over fell blades who have half of they have half of each prayer already innately? And they do, you know, then they have reach. And, uh, you know what I mean? They have half of the speed prayer, they have half of the uh, mat boosting prayer, and they have the full, well, they have the full power, and then they get reach. I think they have the full of the speed prayer already, because no, no, they have No, no, they have reach and plus one speed. I yeah, think so they take the Creel Warriors because you take the UA, and the UA is still damn good by granting study. They lost the many feet, though. That was Who the fuck hit. cares? But they're they did go down a point. They're two points. You're basically getting your unit to, it's eight points for 12 dudes that have a five up tough that doesn't knock them down. That's, I'll tell you. you know what, Mutton? With the, with the fell collar around, I don't really care. Unless what you want you another user. I, hey guys, uh, well, I'm sorry, but you're not even mentioning in step. I mean, that's a phenomenal ability. In step that it is pretty good for tar pitting. That's what they're doing. You take the fell. No, I mean, it allows yeah, you to have. So. The unit operate up front, and the leader can hang back, and then you have the standard bearer who you don't want to die because they grant things, and uh, you have them hanging back. It allows you to keep the unit back and, uh, and work with your fell collars and your uh, stone scribe chronic clear. It makes it a very synergistic piece. Okay, I, I think they're a good tar pit. They're basically the anvil, while fen blades are the hammer. But let, let's move off trolls now. Yeah, they I discuss so. them to death. Let, let's go over to score. Emorgul. Woohoo! What the fuck? Emorgul. Alright. If you're going to be a, a a solo caster that does nothing for your army, you got to be damn good. And right now, Emorgul with Banish, he didn't have that much going for him anyway. Yeah, you, you, you charge up. You can't go as far now now that Rush has changed. But you charge up and you, you use Banish after killing something. Get in the caster's back arc. And you're risking maybe one pow twelve free strike when they move away. Blinded, yeah, they're in trouble. Feet really is only half of a ten inch bubble now that the uh, extellar isn't that good. But uh, they just move away. You, they block with uh, they survive. They survive the hit. They block you with a uh, a unit that moves up to block you, and uh, and they're safe. He wasn't. I, I, I thought he was decent before this change. Arcane assassin advantage. Mm. He was a second tier. He wasn't anywhere near as crazy as in Mark One, of course, but he was decent. So, of course, because he was, he was decent, they had to decent. nerf him. Yeah, he wasn't top tier enough to, uh, you know, stay out of the nerf. But he could he could grant Arcane Assassin. 
he could hit hard with the power of weapon master, which means he could kill casters, he could kill warlocks. Nowadays, if you've got any of the tough, like, butcher camping to focus, laughs at his attempts to kill him. Pretty much. Yeah, and, and Vanish, Vanish wasn't a good assassination tool anyway. It was just a get-the-hell-out. Or it was a basically jump into their back arc, as you were saying before. I mean, if you've attrition them at yeah. all, it's often hard for them, especially when their troops are just walking to completely block out the web. But, but if you're a backcaster, like I was I was facing uh, trolls, you know, you have your you have a lot of you know, you, your backcaster is usually around a lot of uh troops and it's not that hard. Uh, yeah, you take one boosted POW twelve weapon master hit, you're gonna survive. It, I don't he wasn't that good he, he was okay, like you said, but right what the hell, what happened to him? What's he supposed to do now? What is his win scenario? Just you know, just have a good little one-turn feat in a small control area that helps you kill the enemy army, and that's it? Uh, I, I still think that if he went back to the holiday update with Rush being on him, he'd be good. But right now, he just completely... they I, I don't want to say they gutted him. Then quite, but he's still decent towards because of Grievous Wounds. Ghost Walk is a nice spell, even if he doesn't really need it that much. But against War Machine, just why bother unless you're facing someone like I don't know, Sorcerer, Zerkova, or Kane. Swarm you start going to Siege or Butcher or Terminus or God forbid Karchev. Here's the problem. Scorn isn't fast enough to capitalize on Ghostwalk like Crix is. Yeah. They don't have, like, what are you going to cast it on? What has uh, the movement? It, it, it has the good same. Parts, like uh, casting it on your on your Arcari or your swordsman to go through terrain or just get yes. around the enemy. It's not amazing, but it's a But when you have the Lord Assassin rele- relegated to Ghostwalk duty, that's pretty sad. It's not even cast Ghostwalk twice. It's cast Ghostwalk once. <laughs> it's, it's, it's three focus, isn't it, Fury? It's sad. Oh man, let's let's move on before I just. Okay. I mean, let's this is my computer, and I'll get teardrops on the heavy beasts. I like. Them. Yes, there's something mm-hmm. we can celebrate. All of them are good. Look good. The Rhinodon, although we're not clear yet whether casting animus gives you boosted attack rolls the entire turn when you cast special attack, a... or just a special attack. Boost for all your threshers boosted for one fury is damn fine. I don't even care if it's Matt 5 anymore, especially because if you free-strike it, you die now. If and he's cheaper. Yeah, he's 7 points. He's damn good. Amok is good again. Hallelujah. The Gladiator, even with the rush nerf and losing smash and grab, still a solid beast stick. The bronze back was done right, finally. Worth 10 points. I love it. Despite its animus just being, oh, we need a thingy to put in here. Let's use beat back. It works. You can have Molet Karn bouncing three inches off his initial attacks, so you can yo-yo him back 11 inches if needed. You can have the bronze back working its way through stuff, pushing stuff back. I mean, it's it's great. I love it. I think it's well worth 10 points, especially with a leadership that isn't crap now, hyper-aggressive. Hell, you even have counter-charge on it. What's not to love? 
Yeah, um, there's just two reasons you gotta love the bronze back. One, I think everyone's gonna celebrate. It, it's for every little change to score and people didn't like. Everyone loves the bronze back, and you have a lot of players on the forums who we all know have been taking them since Mark One, or even two of them, just because they're amazing models and they love the big guy. Now he's like Matt Seven with all like counter charge. Uh, it's it's so good, and his his animus is actually really good. I didn't used to like Mullet Karn that much, but with the Rhinodon and the uh, Bronzebacks animus is changing to what they are now. They're both really good with Mullet. He's not that he's he he dies when you hit him, but right now he's a ninja under those animi. I think we just have one more thing that we can bitch about and scorn before putting, or maybe two more things, Mordecai and the Bloodrunner Master Tormentor. But I think overall it was good. Let's do the Bloodrunner Master Tormentor. Why the hell? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite F. It's more H status. It's it's pretty bad. He, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah, you chop him down a little bit at a time, but you you keep doing it three times over. You you it's it's been said before even with Thresher if you know if you're against a knowledgeable opponent you're going to get like three guys with it and you're going to hit probably two of them and you're probably going to kill both of them with a two point model and it's it's just it, I think it, he started off the field test a little too good at defense fifteen that that was just right above the curve I think he'd be brought down a bit. So they brought him down to defense 14. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. He, he works really well now. He charges in, kills some stuff with Thresher, and vanishes away. But now they need to drop both his mat and drop Vanish for Sprint. Like I said, someone in the little design team got hurt with a, you know, they clustered all their stuff together while they were drinking, and they're like, oh, Master, I mean, uh, yeah, Master Tormentor, she's just, oh, nerf her, nerf her. Right out the nerf Zuka. Someone did really good with this model against me. Let's nerf it. Especially, I mean, if you're not even taking uh, Emorgul, it takes free strikes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. I didn't even think about that. She can't even sprint away safely. She has to sprint. She has to sprint. Now she has to sprint responsibly. (laughs) You could give it parry, but I mean, then it's kind of if you it, take it with Emorgul, you already get a perfect balance. We can just give her, you know, vanish back so that, you know, she's fluffy. And you know what? Uh, you know, I just saw another reason I don't like um, Emorgul, even though he sucks without uh, vanish, what the hell was all that awesome fluff and metamorphosis about if Mercy, no, the uh, the fan, if the fan does nothing? Well, they're actually, I think in the Forces book, they're going to change it all in that the fan, it, it's maybe called uh, whatever it is, but it's actually just really good at keeping him cool now. That's yeah. He, he, oh, oh, immunity fire. It's going to get <laughs> immunity fire. <laughs> oh, next. Immunity sweating too hard. <laughs> um, immunity. Immunity, okay, immunity oh, yeah, competitive oh, yeah. model. He's immune to being competitive. <laughs> maybe. Mordecai. This guy, I think, they pretty much got spot on last time. I mean, nobody likes having to face Lamentation, but it, it worked on him. He, he was fun to play. He was pretty good. He actually made Venators useful. Same with Arc or I. So, you decided to nerf Void Lord to boosted melee attack rolls. You decided to change out Lamentation for Banishing Ward. And it just kind of sat. I think he's still I mean, decent. But you just basically removed any reason to take Arcarai or Venators with him. Yeah, um, 
Scorn, you know, they didn't, everyone has been wanting something to boost their mediocre shooting, you know, like everything in Scorn can boost melee attacks. It's all about the melee. You get one guy who can basically give kind of like a quasi dead eye to uh, a, a mediocre shooting unit like Reavers. <laughs> And then you take it away because what? It was too powerful. The, you know, and an Arcuri, you know, people took them all the time. You know, you, you give, you have a one caster where they're a corner case and they're good with them and you take it away. There, you know, there wasn't any need for that. Yeah, that's the worst bit. And if they're Stelian priced at five nine, what the hell is going on there? They're well, a generic CRA unit. With a kind of iffy special rule, they're just they're just kind of like buffed. Uh, they're like Black Ogren with Weapon Masters. All they are. No, I'm talking about the uh, Venators. Not the oh, Venators. Okay, I thought you were talking Centauri, about. I think are still decent. If yeah, only because they're cheaper than Centrati and hit slightly harder. I mean, but, compare Reavers to the Bushwhackers, and you're gonna cry. Yeah, I just don't see the point of them. Really, it's not like you're paying a snipe tax or anything. Just <laughs> getting a crappy unit. Just drop one point off the top, and I guess it'd be decent. But right now, it's just okay. You got twelve tens with Rat Five and CRA, and you know, Bert- you know, and, and Mordecai made them pretty good. You know, they're actually hitting something with their low pow attacks, but not anymore. Let's. Yeah. Uh, the Void Lord, Void Lord. Uh, I mean, we, we've had people tell us should should give just a flat plus two to attack rolls. I don't know. I like the extra dice. But I don't think it was too powerful. Not with... since it, as, as far as I know, it's the only uh, ranged buff Scorn has. And you know what? I was even thinking about taking a uh, catapult with him. You know, maybe... I thought that thought that would be good for uh, the... Cat- the um, what's it called? The Reaver Catapult. But huh. not anymore. You know, it's, it's not like it's Tactical Supremacy or anything. The or cat- Deadeye. I still don't get it. It's literally a mortar, but worse in every way except for having one more crew member. And let's face it, once you start losing a crew member on the mortar, it's dead anyways. Yeah. But you lose two inches of range and a point of power, all just to gain one more grunt. And you, hell, you even lose the blunderbusses on the grunts. Let's just let's just move on. You're making me sad after the I, I think awesome overall, though, beasts. Scorn did well. Yeah, they Vita did. Has that cool engine of destruction? You've you got, know. You know, I use this getting combo smite. That was cool. And you got the Kovas with a power 14 weapon so it can charge and thresher now. Yes, that was one of my feedbacks. I said he needs a weapon because he's too slow, and it was a brilliant change. Epic Makeda, originally, it seems like they did the whole rush change just to give Epic Makeda, you know, engine of destruction and not make her have too far of a threat range. I actually, believe it or not, liked Unyielding better since she survived more and you're not really going to be, you know, running her into anything. I have to say, though, one of the things I want to eventually get off is have somebody stand there, Kovas, next to a beast or something, charge an Earthborn Dire Troll in and absorb its power 14 melee weapon. <laughs> uh, that's... Oh, is it is it power 14? Yeah, because this is no strength. That's awesome. You know what? I guess Engine of Destruction is more fluffy now that I think about it, because without it, how the hell did she even compete with Venture? <laughs> okay, uh, then. I th- can we agree overall that Scorn right now is probably at the best place it's been all field test? Overall. It's it's poor E. Morgul, but you've got Xerxes being awesome. 
You've got all the heavy beasts being awesome. There's still some tweaks to be needed, but it, it's even better than the holiday update. Yeah, it's 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 overall good things, but just because there's there's good things doesn't mean I should be able to accept the the unneeded changes. Okay, now on to circle, which I'm going to cry a little bit about, mostly about the Kaya's. Just to start on Prime Kaya. Why? <laughs> oh. First off, nerf Pack Hunters. Then you nerf Soothing Song. And then you take away Spirit Door effect. Wait, wait. How they, firstly, how they nerf Pack Hunters? Pack Hunters is now Living Only and Melee Only. <sighs> That's really awful. The only change that Kaya needed was for Pack Hunters. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Plus one's a huge buff to anything, and especially if it's a nade ability that doesn't require any fury. All it needed for her to be good and balanced was it to be plus one instead of plus two. What do they do instead? I, I, I can't even say. It's it's too awful. Uh, someone say it for me. <laughs> they made Spirit Door <laughs> same as Soulgate, and you can't even attack after it. What the fuck is the point other than yo-yoing? She's the worst caster ever. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm not sure quite eclipses E Shade. <laughs> Leave Kaya alone! No, wait, wait, wait. What's that? Beep? Steven. 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 What, what, what do you want? I mean, you're feedbacking. Steven, if you're not gonna talk, you can mute your mic. I love you, man, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was muted. Oh, really? That noise yeah, is coming out of your mic. Did you not hear it? Weird. I've uh, I've been muted for most of this. That's weird. That's really weird. Let's try this again. All right, let's start uh, over. Just from the end of Kaya. Kaya just doesn't do it anymore. She's so sad. She was. <laughs> it's probably- so sad. Best privateer, boss- leave Kaya alone. <laughs> she was probably one of the best ones up to twenty-five. Tops out maybe thirty-five points, but this was just. Did somebody really get beat up by Kaya that badly that they had to completely gut her win condition? Someone in Privateer was playing, and like we've said before, they're just another small playtest group like we are. They just have nerfing powers. And someone was was playing drunk. They got too close and actually managed to be uh, assassinated by Kaya. And they're like, what? This is... No, I'm taking out my pencil and I'm killing Spirit Door. (laughs) Death to Kaya! Then, of course, you have Epic Kaya, who's completely screwed over by the uh, World Weird nerf, and that her one trick, you know, Arcane Killer and the Dogpile, it's gone. She doesn't really do anything well. Hell, Abby does everything better than her now, because she stole her best spell. Oh, man. She's just... There, there was no point to it. She doesn't have a win scenario. I never... You know, I'm not a circle player, but that's what she's done since Mark 1, Mark 1 and no one had a single damn problem with it. It was the thing about her in the field test they made her too strong with the whole pack hunters thing. Exactly. Prime Kaya. But before that was her whole win condition. She teleports the monster she teleports the beast up to you and beats you down to death with it. Now or she would teleport in herself. And you know it's too risky to try to do what she did before with a power eleven with critical knockdown. I've I've Playing trolls, I've had her try to assassinate Madrake, Madrake like three or four times, 
you know, Power 11 against Madrak doesn't do it. <laughs> she's just, she's sad now. Epikaya, pretty much about the same level of sad. Mosar with Morvana, great now. I mean, Mosar traded away dust for dust after everyone finally convinced Souls that it was useless. After he posted on the forums a couple times, why don't you guys like this spell? It And he got Curse of Shadows, which is awesome. An arm debuff. I love it. I love it to death. Which is what Circle needs badly. And then Morvana, all of her stuff is now living or undead. Which I called, I totally called it. It's cheaper. It may only be AoE 3, but it's still good. And she got influence, so you can, assuming perfect rolls, use it infinitely until you run out of enemies, which is pretty nice. And then hell, if you want to talk about the other big buffs, you got the pure blood, which some people don't like it, but I love it. Oh my god, it's amazing. Became a 10 inch spray. I'm just like, Yes, this is awesome. A Rat 6 POW 14 10-inch spray. Holy shit. <sighs> it's good, man. And, of course, the Lord of the Feast got ridiculous. I, I may have called for him before to be able to thresh after the bird, but you can ignore me when I said that before, because now it's just, wow, he's even better than the White Man now. I mean, I love the White Man before for just eating through units. Now, if you kill everybody off in your initial thresher, you can bird away and kill a bunch more dudes with your assembled tokens. Like, he's oh, great. wow. I didn't even catch that. You it, put, I, you, <laughs> Lord of the Feast gives the enemy army the bird. Exactly. He's he's godly now. He's a real character solo. I think that Privateer is just trying to sell them after nobody bought him in Mark 1. That's one of the things I'm worried about. It seems like a lot of things that got really jumped up or really taken down seem to be uh, sales-motivated. I hate saying it about like Privateer Press and any company in general. What they did, they may have they may have pushed him too far in one direction. Because like you said, kill stuff, kill stuff, shift out, kill more stuff. That's kind of that's kind of ridiculous when you really think about it. And the circles never had problems with just destroying infantry. It's it's not the problem. The problem is the high arm. And like I told you before, Mutton, people are complaining about the World War, the uh, the the feral cannon. It's all yeah, it might be a little powerful, but until you give them a, an ability to deal with high arm targets, that's all they have. And what did Privateer do? They took away all the good stuff. Uh, I think they should have kept at least one thing that saw through Forest, but they got rid of everything. I yeah. can't believe they nerfed the Argus like that. If you're Circle and you're letting things get behind you, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Hunter is great. Hunter works well. It's Circle's thing almost. It allows you no. to hide a feral behind some woods and then dash it out to kill stuff. You know they're, you know they're trying to... to Make the they're just trying to create a niche for uh, between Legion and Circle. You know that's uh, the obvious answer, but you know with the Isle of Sight and the seeing through things. But even so, they need they're the druids of the freaking forest. They need at least one thing, something that can see through forests. I mean, you know the freaking Nest Hunters have it. Lots of War Machine things I mean, have they, it. The Reeves have it, but the Reeves kind of suck compared to Nest Hunters. And Mosara's Isle of Sight, but that's really still not that good. I will say, though, that speaking of druids, the druids are got so many – all their special rules are so laid out now. It's kind of ridiculous. I haven't even been able to digest it just because now counter magic is only from the leader, but only he has to do it, and it's four inches plus one inch per druid. You have the overseer who now does elemental protection as an action but can also do a 
Devouring, which can go up to power 15 in AoE 4, which is pretty cool. And of course, they can still fish for enemies with Force Bolt. I like them now. I think they even got better. Yeah, but overall, you know that the... I mean, I'm not a circle player, and I can look across the board and say, wow, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, I'm just trying to get some good stuff. Like, I like the new druids. I think they're still damn fine. I think that it means that your counter magic bubble is going to be a lot smaller now. <clears throat> but it's still pretty good. Well, I think uh, the Wolves of Oberos uh, got pretty good right now. Oh, yeah, I love the new UA. Granting them back Weapon Master, perfect. Fixes pretty much everything over gang. They don't even need help hitting <clears throat> and overtake yep. for some god awful reason. Mm hmm. No, yep. Now they get power 9, 4 dies on the charge. With uh, Mat 8, yeah, that's pretty formidable. Uh, clearing infantries or even putting some damage on um, heavies. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of gang. The Ravagers. Yeah. I knew you wanted to bring this up. The <laughs> I was letting you throw the first blow. And I had defeated you soundly. Bullshit, you have. Ha! <laughs> Alright, give it, give it, give it, tell, tell us your pathetic little thought, man. I'm sure all the people listening to this will agree with me. My pathetic little thought? No, oh, I've been picturing you naked recently. <laughs> really, I'm right, back on topic, I don't guys. Think that they needed to lose gang. What's the taskmaster? Right now, the Ravagers, as were, were, they were a good solid unit, but they didn't bring that much unless you had Pikaia before with, able to stealth them, or you managed to set up a table to suit yourself with lots of forests, because they drop like flies with arm 14 and no camouflage. <sighs> Bullshit, they drop like flies. Multi-wound, tree walker. If they're so bad, if they were so just okay, why did every circleist I see have full ravagers coming at me? They've been complained about since the very beginning. I'm sorry, I, I, I haven't seen very many circleists that have full ravagers, just because... I have. Every circleist I have played against, and you know what? They're the only unit in the game with reach and gang together, and that's broken. No, it's not. How is it broken? Without it's, it, they can't even kill an iron. Oh well, like, you, you know what? If if if, if blood gorgers had reach and they took away reach, people would say, "Oh, it's worthless." You know, the, it's just blood you just, gorgers naturally have two attacks. You get ten of them for eight points. They have tough with Gurlat granting no knockdown. I don't exactly see where you're going with this comparison. I'm saying that the only reason you think it's you know it's a horrible change is that you had it and you had it taken away. Well, that's it's 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 fine. Generally, how you see horrible changes. If you never had it, <laughs> you can't think it's horrible. Change. I'm just saying you're going to still <laughs> see the ravagers. You're going to still see them. They're a hard. They're I still. A, they needed it to really be super, really competitive. Right I now, think, they're kind of a weak. Choice. All right, I think you guys complain about that enough. All right, well, we'll finish this later, Mister. We'll, we'll just we'll end it on right. a note. This is the this is my oh. thing about the ravagers. We gang. And everything else going on, they hit way too hard. Now they seem kind of, eh. I mean, look at you. Look at them. They're speed six, death thirteen, armor fourteen. A multi wound unit with armor fourteen. I mean, look at the look at the troll room uh, room shapers. They're at least on fifteen with an arm buff from the KHB. Well, what is what is arm fourteen? This is you got Signar power tens. Gunning these guys down left and right. 
Yeah, I was saying earlier, when my arcane tempest gun mages are able to go pew 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 and your ravagers start falling over dead. Well, if they're, they're going to have to hit death fourteen if they're in forest, like they should be. No, no, arcane 15, gun 15. mages are hitting, are hitting them on sixes. Okay, well that's a that's a true sight. There's a counter to everything. These are arcane tempest gun mages. They're not supposed to be killing medium infantry. Yeah, They're supposed to be gunning down the shape. Yeah, well you know what? It take on average rolls. It takes three shots to kill one with a pow ten. So you're if they hit two a turn, and then the other two are what going to run up and maybe tie up two, and they need and eights they to hit. And this well, no, never mind. costs three points less. I'm just, arcane tempest gun mages are great against anything with with stealthy abilities no, like that. Trenchers eat them alive. Not well. You're you're doing it wrong. They should they should be on the <laughs> trenches. They should be on long grinders. Eat everything alive. It, you should be on those trenches before they pop a shot off with your threat range. Trenches are threat range sixteen. You're running to engage. Yeah, and then what are they going to do? The trenches drop you all in one round, and you don't do anything. <sighs> they, uh, they just, I'm telling you, look, we're gonna we're gonna crunch the numbers. Any sort podcast. of shooting drops. They hit hard, but right now, once they're stuck in. Getting one solid attack. The main thing about Ravagers is they were Circle's only way to actually deal with heavy infantry. Now, there's really nothing. Well, if okay, if you're looking at it from a factional standpoint, I'm saying as a unit they're fine. I've been, you know, I, I'll always agree with you that uh, um, Circle needs more. Well, you have to look at it as a factional standpoint. You can't just look. Oh, there's a unit in a complete vacuum. Or else you might as well say in a factional stand from not from looking at a factional standpoint, Junior is fine. Let's give him to Cador and have them running around with the armed twenty four man of war shock troopers. Uh moving on. Every combined. I just think the loss of gang hurt. We'll we'll see. I'm not gonna say it's gonna make them unfieldable, but I don't think it was needed. We'll 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 po- we'll post this episode up and see uh see what the, the forum mites have to say about it. Of course, the dreaded forumites. Okay, the, well, we the loss a lot of, of gang is not so much the issue; it's the loss of gang with nothing really to replace it. Yeah, brutal charge. So you're hitting as I guess as hard on the charge. But I would I would have been fine with a base. What's their What's their mat? What's their base mat? Seven. Yeah, they could have stood with just a solid just pow increase. I I'd actually yeah, if they went up to a because the 15, mat nine coupled with that high pow on reach was just kind of ridiculous. I felt, but I would have been fine with. Just I'd be fine with losing powerful charge and just getting gang on the uh, UA. That way you're still you're just mat nine. Well, you know, I, it's, it's eleven, just... which is, appears to be the magical number for brokenness. <laughs> <laughs> eleven is okay. the magical number. These Let's go to eleven. <laughs> Don't make them an eleven. These go to eleven. It goes one higher. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Legion. Warp speed eleven. One. And only time you will hear me say, I am sorry for Vale and Saren. <gasps> Quick, what day is it? What day is it? Doom's Gotta day. record this for prosperity. Posterity, uh, even. One of the things that we bitched about a lot during our uh, last Hordes cast was about how they were basically, they were too good. So, in order to bring Vale down to a normal territory, they took Insight and put it back to its Mark One self, Without being an upkeep spell, mm. I, I don't get it. And leash, don't forget leash. Oh yeah, well, the leash nerf was kind of needed. It was kind of crazy getting all the stuff you do with Typhon, especially like the first turn kills. Uh, I think inside should have just been plus one, plus one instead of going to command range. Now she's. What's the point of that massive command range range when all of her abilities are centered around within like 
a few inches of massive it. control. Well, massive control so you can stay way back and still force your beasts. Well, no, like think about leash, uh, uh, the sentinel, and uh, insight. Now all rely on her beast staying bunched up close to that squishy. No, 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 you don't have to do that with um, uh, with leash. You can use it to rotate around her, which is quite useful. Uh, well, the general use is to put them further. I mean, yeah, you can yo-yo them and stuff like that, but generally I use them to push them further upfield. But yeah, that's like the first few turns. But I have to say that in sight, going down to this, it was too much couple of the leash nerf. I mean, Darth Sentinel got nicer. Guided on her weapon is nicer. Since I, I've seen people lose games because they flubbed the uh, to hit roll with that against their own dudes. It's okay, though. It's okay because she got a point of health. I mean, she's not going anywhere. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, extra hit point. <laughs> Woohoo! The other one, of course, that's the over-nerfed was Saren. Poor Saren. Oh she my had... god. You're saying... I, I never thought we'd see the day when we're saying poor Saren and Vale. Why do they always over-nerf the things we want nerfed to the point of we're crying over them? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess it's part of having an unpleasable fan base. Well, the thing is, we don't want things to be nerfed. We want balanced. If we don't... Exactly. Like Insight. Insight would have been perfectly fine if it was a flat one to one. Yes. They don't Privateer doesn't seem to believe in like the one bonus. Yeah, one. Two is tenacity. He, well P Severus has it, I guess. Yeah. yeah well, I no. No, he has a plus three. What are you talking about? <laughs> you couple that the, the thing about Saren is they both <clears throat> nerf her um, uh, feet to be kinda useless against Menoth or anyone packing A and H. They put Breast Healer down to once a turn, which I believe that all spells that reduce speed should be one, against a unit should be once a turn tops. They got rid of Mirror Magic, which and Equilibrium, both of which I think were too powerful, just because if you're going against another Horde's caster, Equilibrium's ridiculously good, and Mirror Magic can utterly screw some upkeep casters. But even then, they replaced it with Banishing Ward and Sunder Spirit. It's both Banishing which, Ward is fine. Banishing Ward is a good spell. It's pretty bad. No, Banishing Ward's good. I mean, it, fine, you're fine. giving your <laughs> No, what? Don't take that for an answer. You do say it. You say <laughs> it's bad. Dis- <laughs> you're going to disagree with you, man. If I have to- <laughs> Mun, Mun, so. don't do that to Watts. He's like, I don't like it. You're like, no, it's fine. He's like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't have the energy sorry, to argue with I you right now. <laughs> my podcast members with a stick beforehand to make sure they don't disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Banishing War too much. But anyway, moving on. I don't know. I... Uh, I think it's nice, especially if you go against, say, a Ron list with a bunch of battle mages or, or rebuke. rebuke. They don't even have nuclear yet. <clears throat> Crippling grabs or anything like that. It's, yeah. How do we even get back to rebuke? Hell, you can toss it on Saren herself and be immune to spell assassinations, which is nice. Thunder Spirit's just pretty bad. They're going to fix her by giving her Breath Stealer and Rebuke. Oh, God. <laughs> No, they're going to give her breast healer, rebuke, and fear of God. That's this right. This is one thing that I said, in, I said on the forums. Unique spells equal strong world, uh, strong casters. That's the, I mean, it's a correlation between how unique your spell list is and how strong you are. They cut a little too deep on this by not. They could have kept, they could have kept her unique spells just by knocking some of the strength off them, like with breast healer. Once a turn, that's great. That means I'm not worried about I'm playing I'm playing trolls. Not worried about my entire force sitting there picking its nose for you know. <laughs> yeah, that's all people were asking for too. That just that 
But it's like I, you I, know. Think, I think there needed to be some work. The problem with Mirror Magic and Equilibrium was that against some armies, that just some casters, they were just too good. Period for what they did. But I think they could have been toned down somewhat without just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Let's talk about good things in Legion. The blood. Well, well, we're not going to talk about the spawning vessel. If we're talking about good things. One second. Equilibrium on Saren. What it should have been replaced by is uh, E. Doom Shaper's Agitation. What, make every... Put the fury on everybody? That's a rough spell. Yeah, yeah that's really nasty. But it, is really, it is really nasty. But yeah, it, but it doesn't really do jack crap against War Machine. That's fine. At least it does something. Well, it's just uh, that... I'm not, I'm not really sure if I like that. But yeah, I, I agreed that that probably would have been a better choice. Anything's better than that. It's the thing is, you could you could plan around you could plan around um, agitation. Equilibrium, I one is hard to use because it was an offensive attack. So you had to get get in there, do, and potentially flood. But it was hard to use. And then once it actually got off, it was pretty pretty harsh. Since you're able to get rid of some of your fury as well. Exactly. You not you not only like. Not only did you mess up your opponent, but you helped yourself in the process. Let's talk I, about I think the I infantry. Be a solid look out. I think that would need a lot of playtesting, though, since it's a really brutal spell against hordes. But okay, let's just let's move on from there and infantry. actually talk about the good stuff. Blighted Ogren. I like him. Five eight for both of them. The war chief helps them both. Legionnaires are getting a slight nerf. Get out of their arms so you can drop them with pal tens. I think that the infantry, hell, even the um, uh, UA to the swords, Gavin, Cleave, and Overtake, it's good. I think the infantry overall got far better with everything from the lightness archers being useful with the UA thanks to confined arms and <clears throat> double shot. You've got the swordsmen being good. The legionnaires are still good. The blooded ogren are good. Forsaken got that nerf everyone was clamoring for. And the Incubi also got slightly nerfed. Did they? What happened? Yeah, their weapons are only now uh, power 11 total, but hmm. they have a combo strike to get back up to 14. I think that was kind of needed just because of how hard it was to... Uh... That's reasonable. <laughs> but overall... Yeah, they I also think... gained a point of met. All right, then. I think they should really try and balance the Legion Warcasters toward Abbey level. Or Pililith. Instead of right now, it seems like you just took two of the top tiers and just threw them down. <laughs> Very yeah, balance means, hey, you have five sucky things and five brokenly powerful things. So, you know, in theory, that's balance. So, yeah, everybody's yeah. happy. <laughs> of course. What, okay. what was the nerf on the Forsaken everybody was talking about? I kind of missed that one. You have to spend all of your fury now when you use Light Shroud, so you can't boost damage. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to minions, our last part of the hordes. The first thing I want to talk about are my Pharaoh Brigands. These guys, they're, they're so cool, just the models and the idea behind them. So, of course, in game terms, they take away what made them good, you know, their prayers and point blank, and they gave them natural pathfinder, plus one point of rat, the, the rat's nice, and bushwhack. Why bushwhack? Nobody fucking likes bushwhack. Except the bushwhackers. It can... Not even bushwhackers really like bushwhack since they play. <laughs> it's situationally useful. On a range ten, it's yeah, especially on a range ten because you want to back 10, you want to back up. 
Yeah, but if you're in range 10, you want to aim since they're only rat 5 and they don't... Or you want to charge. Yeah, or you want to charge with them. Since they're mat 6 even at that. When I say situationally useful, I mean one out of every 20 games you're going to use it. Okay, okay. So, not very useful. Okay, well, it's there. You know, I mean, people have won games I've heard with like Arcane Blast or whatever, you know, that generic little Signar spell, so... It's one of those things which just... Go ahead, go ahead. Corner case. Uh, I don't, I don't understand why they got nerfed like that. Oh no, no way! They got a, they got a, they got a boost. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're FA two, so you cannot take them twice. Woo! <clears throat> yeah, that joke's gonna go on for a while. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the guy who was one of the worst minion solos, and is now going to be seen in every min, every men off less that it has more than two jacks. And Sat- most door list. <laughs> Oh yeah. God, he's awesome. Saxon Oric. A nine nine inches from him in a bubble of Pathfinder? Just wow. Survivor man. He truly is the great white hunter and he's he's gonna be taken far more. He's more like in, the great tan and leathery hunter. He's gonna be taken, I'm gonna say more so in the war machine factions just to give the Jax Pathfinder than he oh, gonna, yeah. is gonna be in Circle <clears throat> Scorn or Troll Blood since you have easy access to Rush or as happy as I am for the Magnus list for him, uh, anything that like makes the the Menoth Jack Auto in better is you know it's like why Saxon? I never thought the that model I love so much would help turn Menoth. around and stab you. In yeah, the he 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 saw he hit me in my blind spot. <laughs> uh, good good one there. Okay then, uh, the last Merc minion I really want to talk about. We can talk about anybody else you guys want to, but Gudrun got mm-hmm. decent. Berserk all the time. I like it. I think that this allows him to charge in. He's got 11 inch threat, not bad. Mat 7, pal 15. Kill some stuff. They kill him in return, but don't finish him off. He gets back up and kills a whole bunch more stuff. Good times. Oh, yeah. Good time with alcohol. Who doesn't <laughs> I was, like that? <laughs> I, suggest, I suggest in the feedback that they give him groundwork. So hmm. Because once they knock him down the first time, they have an, a more difficult time to kill him the second time. Right now, I'll still kill him again. I'll shoot him down and I'll shoot him down again. I mean, I'm not well, even worried. Well, you can't shoot him down once he's knocked down. He's got faint yeah. death at least. Faint death, yeah. He... All in all, that... range. <laughs> then I'll charge him down. I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried about once he's on the ground. I think that's why they gave him berserk all the time, so that he can be. He can actually. He's decent for his points now, just as an offensive beat stick that's hard to kill. It's funny how we have multiple models that alcohol. Here's your, here's the model, you know, the, here, here's the message to the kids, you know, drink more alcohol, gain two fury, drink more alcohol, gain berserk. I think alcohol was involved in the playtesting. Alcohol will save your life. Off. Yeah, there's also bloody Bradigan. Yeah. <laughs> Gudrun tells kids, alcohol saves lives. That's right. <laughs> Hey guys, hangovers actually cure all your damage. They don't make you feel like shit. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you, no, they don't. Okay. <laughs> I promise. Any other minions we want to talk about? The Totem Hunter. Okay, Totem Hunter. What changed on him? He lost, lost the best part. Yeah. Oh. Which yeah. is like, still, but right? no one was asking for that. The problem was stealth. Prowl no, needs. I think the problem was just Matt 8. If he dropped down the Matt 7, he'd still be like, he's still great. <laughs> he's still a top tier three point solo. He's the anti Eris. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I like he's it. he's speed seven. You're gonna run him the first turn anyways, and second turn he's pretty much in position for anything. Yeah, I I think the Tono Hunter is still extremely solid. 
He's amazingly good for three. I guess points. that's where the gun mage captain got advanced deploy out of. He uh, <laughs> he stole from the tunnel hunt, totem hunter. Now he's coming for him. Dun <laughs> Well, to be fair, you wouldn't ever waste your prey on a gun mage captain adept. <laughs> oh yeah, unless I say waste your prey. <laughs> well, hey, look, prayers are never wasted. Okay. Wait, never mind. Do you guys want to talk about Al Nashley at all and his nerf? He's he's a, a very mediocre two point solo. I wouldn't say he sucks. Yeah, he's just kind of eh, low two points. Only doing D six damage to a brand. He says we eh. We now have a horse. Now has a beast sniper, which yeah. Honestly, they should have just flat out given him sniper. Yes, I know. If you gave him sniper, I'd have a reason to take him because hey, a sniper is useful. And with D six, he could he could he could choose where that if he could choose where that D six went on the beast. He does, he does choose where the beast. He can. Uh, you know, it's good for finishing off branches. That's it. He uh. And finishing off branches doesn't mean that much. No, it doesn't. Spend a few. Yeah. He's I made mean, out of a. That's all he is. A. He's like a freaking Canadian. Eh. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, sorry, oh, damn Canadian. <laughs> yeah, you just have to throw that in, eh? <laughs> Exactly, you heard that right. Oh, say it the only, again. The say only good thing about Alternationally now is the fact that trolls, they can now far strike him again. So, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess. He, uh, so what? That's uh, range eighteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen? No, he's, no, he's range he's, eighteen. He went back up to fourteen inches. Went back up to fourteen inches. Yep. He's he's fourteen inches. He's uh, fourteen right, inches of hit power. So, I mean, at that level, his gun is. Fine, but uh, you know he's not really a monster hunter anymore. He's a monster tickler. Yeah, monster annoyer. He's a monster annoyer. He's the he's hey, the. Listen, hey, listen. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Flashbacks. The, 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 the mom, the cannoneers tell their baby actors. Well, but one thing about monster hunter now is that it affects um, constructs. Yeah, that is. Yeah, nice. I guess I, that's. I didn't really realize that. That's pretty neat. Uh, all Alton is is it's what the cannoneers tell their baby uh, titans. Like uh, if you know if if you don't if I'm a good little titan, you're going to uh, you know the monster hunter's going to come and uh, ag- you know he's going to annoy you, and then you're going to be made into an agonizer. He's going to knock three and a half <laughs> points off one of your aspects. And if he annoys well, you, one of the other things to consider is he has Swift Hunter now, which was always one of his problems, especially in Mark One. Was he get out there, he shoots something, he dies the next turn. Yeah, but now you're just using a Swift Hunter if you're shooting, you know, things. It's a pretty nice ability. Dead. Well, he he kind of compares very closely to the uh, the Widowmaker Captain right now. Also, Sorry, the solo. If he had he's also rat eight now too, I think overall it's the. I'm unhappy about you know losing the dropping aspect thing, but when you throw in two points, speed six, rat eight, out of power, range fourteen, power twelve gun, then he start it starts to look a little better. Yeah, he does, really. Even then, I think he just needs to have Sniper on top. If he had Sniper, he'd be quite good. I, I think he, he wouldn't have Sniper because that directly trades off with the Monster Hunter comparing to the uh, Widowmaker solo. Yeah, exactly Widowmaker my thoughts. Widowmaker solo also grants the command range of uh, Swift Hunter. He's not going to get Sniper. Yeah, but that that's a very minor right now, in he's just thing. Eh. Sniper, I think, would make him... You know, with, with POW-12, there's not many things he's not going to be killing anyway without Sniper. Most, uh, I, I'd still like a guaranteed kill rather than the fifty-eight percent chance. The only, the only thing he's like might struggle with is like, ar- ar- like um, uh, arcane shielded storm downs or uh, 
or the thing a is, forge guard. Down to a 58% chance of killing anything in arm 13, as opposed to the 100% chance from a sniper shot. I, I think he's fine already, currently at the, at the point cost. I just want points. Would, that, that's enough. No, I'm saying he just needs snipers so he can be useful against War Machine, because Hordes has this problem where they get minions and things that are perfect for slaughtering other Hordes games, but I don't know about you guys. I just I don't play just Hordes. I see things like E. Haley. I see yeah. Epic Skull. If we're going to talk about War Machine... Death Bolt and her epic version is awesome against everyone for dropping upkeeps. If we're going to talk about uh, Hordes versus War Machine, let's open up a, a 300-page forum thread, Can of Worms. Oy vey. I'm, I'm, I'm still expecting some major change to the focus, I mean, uh, the Fury mechanic, but we'll see what the final rules... The final... Uh, the, the core... Final rules haven't come out yet, have they? Nope, nope. Yeah, and I think that might be that might be a sign of something. This is the current tournament league version. Yeah, so but I'm going to assume the yeah we get the final rules in like August or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's there might be some changes. Say yeah. uh, all I want to see is you're able to force outside of control range, but that might not happen. Yeah, it it makes Actually, it make Hexeris' spell kind of worthless, but that's it. I'm actually curious what the uh, in-person response would be at TempoCon. Would the uh, privateer staff get assaulted over there just for uh, these kind of changes? The response is bring a war machine army. <laughs> you know what? I have a problem. For some reason, I thought TempoCon was on like the the 19th. Turns out it's at the end of like this week. Yeah, so I gotta like find a plane. <laughs> or like, and since I got snowed in this weekend, it well, never mind. It's just like two weeks away from home. Whatever. A dedication. I'll see you there, what's... Well, I don't yeah, think that uh, Hordes overall is going to do that poorly. I think Scorn and Trolls have a good shot. Because you definitely have some very powerful armies there. But, poor Circle. I, I think Legion with E-Thags is also going to do well. Yeah, just E-Thag, though. Only. <laughs> yeah. But... Right now. Right a now. year ago, who thought we'd oh, say... Uh, Abby, Abby, Abby and P. Lilith can do well, I think. Abby something. Absalonia. She's fucking yeah. Abby. <laughs> Abby normal. Yeah. Exactly. I saw that uh, the musical of that, actually, at the Kennedy Center. What was it called? It was Young Frankenstein the Musical. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, to sometimes rename it. Wow. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. You, you watch musicals? What this knockers? Like... Dude, it's <laughs> Mel Brooks. Are you was Gene Wilder in it? Because that would have been awesome. Black Sheriff? <laughs> yeah, what? But Where are the white women at? <laughs> Blazing Saddles is one of my top five movies of all time, I think. Like right now at the end of the field test, though, I still see this big gap between the power levels of Hordes and War Machine. And there's so many people saying it doesn't exist. I'm like, am I smoking crack? You know, when I play War Machine... Are you smoking crack? No, I'm Are not. You? And Steven, Steven's being pretty quiet, so, you know, I think he's got that couple <laughs> Overall... You think, you think he's smoking crack? No, I don't think he's doing anything that hard. <laughs> I really think that before this update, I didn't really think there was that big of a difference. I thought that you talk to your guys could compete. Like, I thought Pikaia and, like, Lower Point Games, she can take on War Machine. That's fucking gone. I, I think the top-tier trolls probably have a shot. I think Ethags has a shot. I think Xerxes has a shot against non-Menoth. 
<laughs> but overall, well, you, like I, you know, man, how many times I have to tell you, man, you can't compare uh, to Menoth. Every Menoth does well against everything. I think the very top tier of both games. I think there is definitely some equality there. The problem is there's so much less choice in terms of top tier in hordes that War Machine is able to beat it purely based on matchups. Because you'll be stuck with taking basically ethags to like the top tier events, and when you come up with someone who's got a good anti ethags list as like their second, you're screwed because you don't have very much out there. Since Abby and basically plays like a slightly weaker ethags. Right now, I don't know what out of the troll armies I would take to a tournament. Like right now, I would go, man, let me get my signal ready to go. <laughs> I, I think there's still some good stuff. I think Grim getting True Sight, for example. No, Grim, Grim is once again the scenario caster for trolls. True Sight was honestly what he needed. You throw on Hunter, to, you throw Hunter on himself to give him what to give him. You know, not eyeless sight because you know he's not. He doesn't. He ha, he still has eyes. I can <laughs> smell you very, very <laughs> <laughs> from far away. But you know. Arcane, I'm glad to see models lose arcane precision. It's something that, sh- it's something that should never happen. It's lazy design work. And, you know, along with the mark for death rule, the mark for death conundrum that he had, it was the same conundrum that, uh, Lynch had in Mark 1 in the, and in the War Machine field test. Oh, I got this thing that I can use to ignore stealth, but I can't ignore stealth myself, so it's just not going to work. Yeah, I think Arcane Precision, I'm hoping that they errata just to cut it all out. Just because it's a stupid rule and should be gotten rid of. And now for a segment we call What Could Have Been. Basically, we're going to look at a whole bunch of uncompetitive models. Say what we think should be done in order to bring them up to par and make them useful. I'm going to start with the Knight Exemplar Seneschal. And he's just three points... For kind of a slam bot, he's nice and he's got a defensive mechanism to keep him alive thanks to getting angry when his buddies die and coming back to life if his buddies are killed after him. He's got two attacks at POW 11, 13 if your buddies die and with Weapon Master, and a chain attack smite, which looks good on paper at first. Then you realize that he's got a low threat range. He's three points. It's not hard to just kill him last so he doesn't get to go come back alive and his slam doesn't ignore base size really i think to fix him you need to drop his points to two and let his slam just flat out ignore base size and it'll be quite nice because then he's not quite cheap enough that he's throwaway and you still want to work on keeping him alive but he can hit hard enough he's got two attacks and a slam for knocking stuff around getting some nice collateral damage and it's pretty nice. My thing is this about him. The threat range I don't feel is too terrible because he's speed six, so that's a nine inch threat range, which is pretty good for thing good for things without reach. Two attacks the weapon master. But he doesn't really do anything for the rest of your army for three points. When you get to the three point range on a solo, I expect him to do stuff for the rest of the army. Two points, I expect them to function on their own. But three points, work with something somewhere else. Yeah, he's 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 oh man, he's oh he's speed six. I, I didn't know that about him, but uh, that's that's one good thing about him. Otherwise, there's just so many good things in Menoth that uh, besides the fact that he's not that good, you have a paladin that is. I would rather have a paladin if they were the same points. Honestly, 
Oh, I'd no, rather have a vassal or yeah. a new flyer. I was, I was about to say, or the you could covenant. You could take some. And you could take or some. Or Saxon Auric. Okay, look, take some three amazing points, support it, for those points. And three points should bring in Vilma. Plain and simple. Yeah. Absolutely. Speed six with reach. There's your threat range right there. Power 15 weapon master. Awesome. Others, and he does stuff for other things in the army. Because he grants, he grants uh, the other paladins impervious wall. I think and, that uh, Vilmon is pretty good still. Yeah, no paladin that you spend one more point to get an additional stance and reach and more power. That's worth it. Exactly. Seneschal is just exceedingly mad. He doesn't really do anything for three points. Like I said, for three points, Vilmon. If he was two points, hey, Seneschal, bring him on in here. I got stuff done. He can come and get, get a couple charges in and a slam. Yeah, I think that would be useful. Just let him. Also, I think you need to ignore base size, or else you're still having the problem of I want to take these cool support models instead. So, so you think he'd be gonna, he'd be fixed if he just ignored the base size? At three points, no, I don't think so. I think you need both of them, just because at three points he's still more expensive than a paladin. He's and he's doing less damage than one. He's still not as useful as a vassal or the covenant or Oric. Hell, I would rather have a, you know, I'd rather pay two points for a Allegiant than have a Seneschal. At least the guy's faster. Mm-hmm. So, what's your guys' uh, fixes? Yeah, what's your, what, you, have a, you have a model, uh, negative nine? Gun Mage, Captain Adept, Solo. And well, all the Signar listeners. how <laughs> wanted to fix him by making him for free in one of Kane's tier lists, which of course means you're giving up Reinhold and the Squire, which means you're not running the tier list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a good indicator of all the Signar players who said, no, uh, Squire is just fine for his points. He's not an auto-include. We'll see how many people do not take a tier list just because they can't have a Squire. To I think be it's fair, I, I do think that uh, Signar's kind of balanced around having a Squire now. Eh. We'll discuss the Squire later. Yeah. Let me talk about this Gun Mage Captain Dead. Damn right. right. Sorry, sir. All right. First, the Gun Mage Captain Dead, he, he, took, the, he took the range hit that everybody took in, uh, Mark, in Mark II with the, on, the Mage, on the Mage Lock pistols. I'm fine with that. He still got sniped. He also got sniped. 14 inches, Rat 8, awesome. Phantom Seeker, awesome. I like shooting around things. <laughs> Defense 15 Hey, rolling pretty good here like that But then Things started to get a little uh, Troublesome With the blight on the entire game Arcane precision <laughs> Amen to that God, I hate that It's just so bad So very, it's, very bad it's, it's worse on him than in Grimm Because he has a shorter range well, and he can't boost damage, I guess, is the big one. He's actually generally better off walking and shooting a brutal shot than he is aiming, because he's got an 11-inch threat against stealth with that. He can boost damage, but only on the brutal shot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying, in that you're actually better off if hitting them is not a problem, just stealth. You have an 11-inch threat range by walking up and popping them in the face, as opposed to the 10-inch threat range with brutal shot. Yeah, this is my, I mean, this is my thing. What what does he do now? He has commander, but big whoop. Well, it's command nine, but so does just about everything in the Signar army has command nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's completely redundant. 
a magic a magical range ten shot. I mean, Signar is honestly Signar is chock full of and sick with pow ten magical shots. I I never worry about anything in corporate when I'm playing Signar ever. <laughs> yeah, and you have better options like Black Thirteen or Gun Mages. Yeah, and that's another problem with me is the fact that the, the Black Thirteen for is so cheap and so good. The, the mobile and stormsmiths, they basically do. They don't kill things that are in corporal, but they don't even need to roll to hit. They just hit a skill check and bam, pal ten disruption. I I have a good. I actually tried used him once, and it was ironically in a Darius list. So I guess I was trying to try everything sucky and see if I could still win with it. And I managed to kill Vilmon, a fully healthy Vilmon. I didn't have anything else magical because you know Darius doesn't even have a darn magical weapon. And I managed to take out a fully healthy impervious wild Villainmon with one Phantom Seeker round. Hmm. Double sixes, <laughs> it, huh? <laughs> yeah. And uh and you and you know what? If I was on the uh development team, I'd be like, Oh well man He should be three points. Yeah, he can kill Darius with one shot. Nerf him, nerf him. It, it's it's really sad when I'm actually missing the field test on Mage Captain Adept, because at least he had true sight. Okay, let me put it this way. Then. How would you fix him? Hold on, let me let me let me break <laughs> this down. Let me break this down. For four points, you can get the Black Thirteenth. You get Lynch, who's honestly worth about two points. You get Ryan, who's worth about two points, and you get Watts, who's worth about one and a half points. Watts is the equivalent of the Gunmates Captain of Death. <laughs> He doesn't have he doesn't ignore stealth, but neither does the Gunmates Captain of Death when he's actually getting to try to shoot someone. <laughs> He has brutal damage. He has, you know, Black Penny, and he also has Snipe, but he also has Prowl. So, <laughs> who's better? For four points, I get two good, two good gun mage captain adepts and an extra guy. <laughs> you know, the two- funny thing is, the one time I've ever really used him to any success is in Ekanless and just using his magic bullet fodder. But even then, it's not like anything awesome. It's more of, hey, I'm going to take him because I'm making a themed list. Not, hey, I'm going to take him because he's a good model. I, I just think giving him true sight would do so much for his stock. The question it, is, it, so is that the fix? True sight and he's worth taking? Yes. You can it, take you can take away his whatever little BS advanced deployment they gave him. Yeah. yeah. And give him true sight back. And at two points, suddenly I'm not trying to take the black 13th almost... Because I just, I don't. I, I don't think you see. I don't think true sight is the answer because it, it's all about roles, right? There's already a, like the you know you already have the gun mages and the black thirteenth. You know the gun mages have true sight. You know what? I guess I guess if he had true sight, he'd be a cheaper option. Then I guess I think the idea the, is that it lets him do thing, hunt all self solos that are small based. I mean he's not going to be going after Gerlach or Tartarus that well. But it lets him actually go after Manhunters. With a rat A, yeah, he's actually going to hit. Yeah, and with True Sight, he's ignoring Concealment and Camouflage. So you can hit them if they're like hiding behind a forest with a Phantom Seeker. And you're not going to kill them, but you're going to do decent damage. You can go out, you can shoot Aeris with a Snipe round to kill her off. And yeah. Useful. Yeah, that, that, would, that would make him worthwhile, probably. Well, the thing is, I can't, I can't, for lack of me, figure out why or what they were doing when they took it away. Well, that's so, that's multiplied over about thirty different models right now. But. I think the biggest thing was during the field test. Everybody, he he was overpriced at three. The big best idea I heard 
was like give him permanent brute shot or just let him choose two shots every time. So you can both do a brute phantom or a brute long shot. Which would be reasonable. At three points, I honestly, what I would like him at three points doing that. Would would he still have true sight? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, the problem with private press is when they start removing points up or down, they have no clue of what to take what abilities to take or add, or why they're even moving points. Or usually, when they add or subtract points, they also nerf or or buff an ability. It's like okay, so you have a net gain of nothing. You know, because then you have the you, you take you know it's it's the same thing. It, you you take away some points, and you take away some abilities, so nothing really changed. <laughs> but so so is the theme of this episode, Privateer Prod Privateer Press needs to stop smoking when they play <laughs> test. My opinion is that I don't know. It's like they. It's they remind me of these like genius opium addicts who just make these really good models and they just have these bouts where they wake up from consciousness and they look at their rules and they're like, what? When did I change Spirit Door? You know, it's like there's totally different people working on trolls and circle, and it it just doesn't seem to. It's just it's just really I don't get it. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of this. One night I was painting models while I was slap ass drunk, and when I was painting them and got done. Man, they look great. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my God, what the hell was I doing? Wow. Your models are your ugly women. So the ugly women have your models. I think that the best thing is... How did that Deathjack arm get on my, you know, Doom Reaver? <laughs> there was a famous thing. Uh, Samuel Taylor Coolridge wrote Kubla Khan. He was, it was his opium dream. So he only finished half of it. I kind of see that's kind of what we're getting here at uh, with the balancing. It's like, in Xanadu did Kubla Khan, a stately pleasure dome decree... I love you. You love me. And that's the gun mage Captain Adam right there. Oh, wow. All right, I got a model. I got a model. And the model is the Kadoran Berserker. It's love for you is like a truck. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I, I've, I've defended the guy. I like him more than most. He is a six-point. He's not as tough as other heavy, Kadoran heavies, but he's as tough as a heavy. He, uh... He's focus efficient. He runs and charges for free. He's got a mat decent enough to hit heavy jacks. And uh, the the problem with him is if you spend focus on him, if you're not like Karchev or uh, 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 Prime Butcher, he's probably going to blow up on you. And Murphy's Law says he's going to blow up on you when you don't want him to. And if you run in to a massive infantry or squishy... Uh, you know, things you want to die and put three focus on him, then he's not going to blow up. The quick fix, just make it so that you can automatically blow him up if you put focus on him. Make it... I, I like it. Basically, allow you to actually berserker bomb. Yeah, if you, you say you have two... If you have a squishy uh, caster and you you run two of those guys into him, you can kill him. It's, uh, it's cool. It's kind of Kadoran. You know, they're all about... You know, they don't mind throwing away... Uh, units and jacks. If they giant get the scrap thrall attack. <laughs> it's a giant scrap thrall. And I think, I think it make it useful. I mean, it's not a bad jack. It's six points. It's like a slower slayer, basically, that can run for free. But why would you take it over the juggernaut right now? Why would you take it over the juggernaut? It's, it's, fo- the only thing, if you're focus strapped, you're gonna take it over the juggernaut. That's it. Or, or you wouldn't. You bring, it has two. It has two. It has two decent attacks, 
instead of one powerful and one alright attack. It's even then if I, if I just wanted two decent attacks, I'd probably spend two more points to grab a Kodiak because it also gets a chain attack that's bet that you can choose instead of just having a headbutt, and it's match six. Still runs for free. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Well. That, hey. That's why it's in this section because it's yeah. not that great right now. Yeah. I honestly, if you could blow them up, I would take one. And be like, okay, you know what? I'm just getting like the last maybe six, eight points, and like, you know, what would be useful here. Something that I can just just count on, just throw at my enemy and count on it to actually get rid of a nice big swath of their forces. And it's, I mean, if you're, you're sacrificing the model to do it, I think. And you can still use them as a heavy, but you have that option. Yeah. Like this. I think if you go if you want them to automatically blow up, any turn where you put three fo- three focus on it, it blows. You overload the cortex. You what that way, it's a heavy penalty for doing it, because I mean three focus, that's a lot in War Machine World. Yeah, it really is. If if you could have that option, he'd uh if you if you could make him blow voluntarily it'd be good, but right now he just well blows. <laughs> So sad. But there's our fixes. The Knight Exemplar Sinestral, the Gun Mage Captain Addict, and the Kadoran Berserker. Can we can we call the Gun Mage Captain Addict the Gun Mage Crack Addict instead? I don't what know. Is, Cracked Addicts often have redeeming features. <laughs> what is up with you guys and wanting to rename everything into cute little... <laughs> I used to get see-through self. I don't know what happened. You should have saw me years ago before this crack got a hold of me. Oh, what we're doing is I'm just checking the forums, and there's a whole there's a whole bunch of good stuff. Which is, uh, someone's like, you know what? Crack's a hell of a drug. I'm on. This is what we got for best in the forums this week from Humorous Discord. <clears throat> final mold bill. We all know that things may change between now and the final release of Hordes Mark II. I have secretly obtained the final mug mold. Uh, can't talk. Mold build. I'm posting it below. I apologize if you saw this in the Mark II update thread, but I wanted to share your situation. Mold, the ancient. Troll blood, dire troll, character heavy beast. Speed, 1. Strength, <laughs> 13. Matt, 7. Rat, 3. Diff, 11. Armor, 19. Command, 6. Fury, 5. Threshold, 10. FA, C, of course. Points cost, 15. Base size, large. Damage, 34. <laughs> Animus, Runebreaker. All friendly faction buffs on target model expire. <laughs> Affinity, Doomshaper. At the end of Mog's combat action, while in Doomshaper's control area, both models give up their next activation in to exchange stories about the good old days when Dirk was new and Mog didn't have the speed of a sad and not particularly useful and not particularly used to Animus. <laughs> Overtook. When this model destroys one or more enemy warrior models with a normal melee attack, after the attack is resolved, Mold may take a nap and counts as knocked down and stay there for the rest of the round. <laughs> Regeneration and Alzheimer's. <laughs> Regeneration and Alzheimer's. This model can be forced to heal D3 damage points once per activation. This model cannot use regeneration if it activates. <laughs> <laughs> Snacking. This model box the living model from melee attack. This model can heal D3 damage points. If this model heals the box model is the box. If this model heals the box model is removed for play. After the attacks resolve, Mog must take a nap and counts as knocked down the station for the rest of the round. <laughs> Negative nine. You could be an auctioneer. <laughs> the room club. Kane. 
allows Moog to move at plus speed, one plus speed, to reach the game-breaking speed of two. When Moog uses Rune Club, Kane cannot run or make melee attacks. What's that you said, laddie? I'm supposed to beat them in with my club? But that's my cane. Let me tell you about the good old days in the field test. I had my prime. <laughs> I was only 11 points back then, but I had speed five. You could yeah, sure, Gramps, speed. sure. Yeah, right, Gramps. Okay, go back to sleep. And then, of course, we have one other, best of the forums, a combination between Krom, 71, and Dante's, talking about Epic Kaya. There and uh, her dogpile arcane killer combo. There is no other combo. She's a one-trick pony in Mark II, and Privateer Press killed her pony. They must have needed the glue for the War Machine Forces books. Conspiracy solved. <laughs> and that's best of the forums for this episode. Thanks for listening to the show. As you can hear, we may not always agree with what Privateer Press does to the rules and models. But the bottom line is, we enjoy what they do as a company. And if we didn't, we wouldn't play this game or have this podcast. Absolutely. And I would not be spending all my peace and beer money on a hardcover Forces of Signar book. But this is Out of Formation, signing off.